Canto 4, Chapter 31 Narada instructs the Prachetas. Maitreya said, The Prachetas, thereafter, after the marriage with Marisha, arrived at a ripened vision. Remembering what the Lord in the Beyond had said about the value of detachment, they soon handed the care for their wife over to their son Daksha and left home. Heading in the western direction for the seashore where sage Jajali resided, they arrived, as his pupils being joined in the spirit of the Absolute, at the perfection of insight in the soul. Mastering the sitting postures, they all achieved the full control over their breath, mind, words and vision. Keeping their bodies straight with their minds freed from impurities, they pacified in being engaged in the transcendental spirit, then saw Narada appear, who traditionally is worshipped by both the enlightened and unenlightened souls. When he appeared, they all got up, offered their obeisances to welcome him, and addressed him, after they, with the necessary respect, had offered him a comfortable seat. The Pracheta said, Be welcome, O sage, among the enlightened souls. What a fortune to have your audience today. Your arrival here is like the sun moving in the sky, O great Brahmin. It dispels all fear. Being overly attached to family matters, we almost forgot, O Master, what was instructed by Lord Shiva and by the Lord in the beyond, Vishnu. But, seeing you now before our eyes, kindly shed light for us on the transcendental knowledge of the Absolute Truth by which we can easily cross the formidable ocean of nations. Maitreya said, Thus petitioned by the Prachetas, the kings received an answer from the great Narada who, with his mind always being absorbed in thoughts about the Lord praised in the verses, was of the greatest wisdom. Narada said, the Supreme Personality is the controller of that birth, that life, that fruitive labor, that mind and those words of the people by which the soul of all worlds is served. Whether one acts according to what is human, what the Vedas say, or whether one lives as long as a demigod, what is the use of the three births in this world, of being born from semen by initiation and by the labor of sacrifice without this service? What is the use of Vedic education, austerities or eloquence, mental speculation, a sharp intellect, physical strength or sense control? What would be the use of the practice of yoga, of analytic study, of accepting the renounced order, of reading the scriptures or of all the other auspicious activities, when there is never the true satisfaction of the Supreme Self of the Lord? It serves no doubt that the Supreme Self in fact is the goal of all auspicious activities, and that the Lord is the beloved Supersoul who delivers the original identity, the self-realization of all living beings. The way one with watering the root of a tree satisfies the trunk, branches and twigs, and one likewise by offering food sustains the life of the entire sensory apparatus, so too each and every one is honored when one is of worship for the infallible one. Just 
as the sun gradually will evaporate the water that rained down and all the moving and non-moving living beings will return to earth to dust it will unmistakably likewise happen to the emanated material nature that finally will be withdrawn in the Lord. Just as one sees sunshine from the sun, the powers of the senses prove themselves during one's sleep, and spiritual knowledge manifests itself after differences of opinion in the confusion about material activities are overcome, this creation we inhabit belongs to the transcendental soul of the universe from which it once appeared. Just as there is the consecutive existence and non-existence of the clouds and the likewise changes of darkness and illumination in the sky, O leaders of the earth, there is also the continuous change of the consecutive appearance and disappearance of the energies of passion, ignorance and goodness, the gunas, in the supreme absolute of Brahman. All of you, united in his quality, be therefore engaged in the devotional service of directly the Supreme Lord, who is the actual cause of time, who is the original person and the one supreme soul of the unlimited number of individual souls, he who, by his spiritual power, is aloof from all emanations of the self. When one is of mercy for all living beings, when one some or another way abides by peace and when one has all of one's senses under control, then Janardana, he who agitates all men, will soon be satisfied. Called into the heart of his devotees, who, with all their desires vanquished and a soul free from impurities, constantly grow in their devotion, the imperishable one, Vishnu, in his receptivity for the truthful soul, will not retreat any more than space will retreat from the reality of matter and time. He never accepts what persons with an impure heart have to offer, while those who with faith in the soul and with feelings for the Lord are of sacrifice without striving for possessions are dear to him. Those impure souls who take pride in education, a good birth, riches and fruit of labor often are offensive towards the devotees who are free from material motives beyond necessity. He perfectly satisfied within, never worries about the goddess of fortune who follows him, about the demigods aspiring her favor, or about the rulers of men. For how can a grateful person forsake him who always sides with the servants on his path? Maitreya said, O king, Vidura, the sage, the son of Brahma, after thus informing the Prachetas about the topics concerning the Lord, then returned to his spiritual abode, Brahmaloka. From the mouth of Narada, having heard about the glorification of the Lord who removes the sins from the world, they then meditated on the feet of Hari and also attained his abode. In response to what you asked me, O Vidura, I described the glories of the Lord. This is all I had to tell you about the conversation between Narada and the Prachetas. Sri Shukadeva said, O best of kings, Parikshit, after this faithful description of the dynasty of the son of Swayambhuva Manu, Uttanapada, now also hear from me about the dynasty of Priyavrata, the other son of Swayambhuva. He, as someone who from Narada learned about the knowledge of the soul, 
after again and again having enjoyed his righteous rule, divided the earth among his sons and achieved the transcendental position. When all of this was described by Maitreya, and Vidura thus heard about the transcendental message of the stories about the Invincible One, his ecstasy intensified so much that it brought tears to his eyes. Being overwhelmed with the Lord in his heart, he placed the feet of the sage on his head. Vidura said, By what you so mercifully have shown me today about how one can put an end to one's darkness, O great yogi, they, who are free from material motives, can attain the Lord. Shuka said, Thus having offered his obeisances, Vidura, who wished to see his family, asked permission to depart for the city of Hastinapura, whereupon he left, with his mind in peace. O king, anyone who hears this story about kings who gave their life and soul to the Lord, will achieve the good fortune of a long life, wealth, material opulence and a good reputation, as also the ultimate goal of life. Thus the fourth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam ends, named The Creation of the Fourth Order, the Lord's Protection. <laughs>